What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This has been the most tense podcast I have ever done. Kevin Sherrington. You were working on typewriters in the Barry Horn. I don't even know who you are anymore. Where were you last week? Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about colleges. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the college's Ballsy with a Z podcast. I'm afraid that today may top the previous statement that I made about the world's most tense podcast. Oh, this this will be contentious. There's no question about it. Why, why are you being so... No, I'm just laying out the entire time. Why are you being so anything. cantankerous, Kevin? Uh, we hadn't even started yet, and you're and you're saying I'm content. Yeah, but we had a pre-show meeting, Kevin, and it, it was because ugly. here's what came on. In the, uh, oh, Kevin, you need to do a much better job getting guests. Well, here's what I got. I've got Kirk Bowles on today from Austin, the all-time greatest sports writer in the history of Texas. Now let's hear. Well, now, let me, now, let me now, just, oh, hey, argue let with let me, me about me, that. Yes, I'm going to argue this. Because I, I, last week, we I'll had, completely we had, agree with that. The best columnist in Texas, for sure. Sure. All right, let's let, let's rock. I'm Barry Horn. Who am I? We already did this. We did? Oh, yeah. Hello. Hey, Kirk, how are you? I'm good, and I'm, I agree. Y'all need better guests than me. No. See, that was it. That was my whole point. Was, these are the kind of guests I'm bringing to the, to the fore here. Kirk, it's Thank great you. to have you in here. You got a new coach there in Austin, Tom Herman. How's that going so far? Well, he's undefeated, as you know, and I don't know when he's going to lose a game. I'm telling you. It's a no-brainer, right? People are excited. Are they more excited in having – Tom Herman in than they were when Charlie Strong uh, took the job? Well, I haven't heard from Red McCombs yet, but I'm going to guess the answer is yes to that. And I just think, you know, he was the hot young thing, but there really weren't many hot young things on the market. It was very shallow. No, nah, there's not a hot, lot of hot young things on the market these days, Kirk. Was Matt, well, that, that's oh, a completely different thing you're talking is, about. Is oh, Matt, oh. Was Matt Rule up the road? Is he a hot young thing? Yes, I think he is. And uh, the thing I worry about Matt Rule is he's never been south of Western Carolina. So can he recruit the state? Will he make some of the same mistakes Charlie Strong made? I think he's a, a great young coach as well. But also he needed seven years at Baylor, and he may need all seven of those years to get that thing turned around. Seven years at, at Temple, right? No, he's seven years contract. Oh, seven years contract. Okay. All right, yeah, keep up, would you? Let's let's go back, Kirk. Let's go back to the question Kevin stole from me earlier. Um, <laughs> this is his okay. one question. He'd written this one no, down but, last but week. But here is that was a question I, Kevin said was not a good question. Right, and then he, he went I right did it to on it. purpose. But uh, King and I know that Charlie was hired in in January and went straight into the heart of recruiting season. But is the atmosphere around the program different with Herman coming in than it was when Charlie got there? Do you do you sense a difference? Uh, I think I think it is a little bit different. I think uh, the fact that they've been down so far, they're starved for success, and it's like, man, they just can't believe how far Texas has fallen. So I, I think it's hopeful. Uh, you know, there are no guarantees. We know that. And Tom Herman could fall on his face just like Charlie Strong did. But uh, it's just, just – and the standard has sunk so far. I know Charlie had all but guaranteed 10 wins for – either 
himself or his successor, you know, next year. But there's no guarantees of that because uh, as good as Tom Herman seems on paper, the same guy that beat Florida State OU at Louisville lost to SMU. So there are no guarantees. But lost the Navy, the which lost the Army. Yes, they did. And they also lost to Memphis in the last game of the season. Do you think there were any sports writers at that Army Navy game that called into their desk afterwards and said, "Change all the Ch- navies, change armies. all those navies and armies"? And Craig, let me ask you this uh, about that because I think that's a, a great point, and and uh, I've kind of hinted at this earlier this year. But uh, you know, in the in the early part of the century, from the, from 2000 to 2010, Texas was was great almost every year. They they finished in the top right. ten. I think uh, seven times. It was just, it was ridiculous. They, and they finished in the top 25 every year. And as we know, from 2011 to 2016, that has not been the case. But, but do we just think it's a coincidence that Texas has been terrible, essentially, for the last, you know, five or six years, that, uh, that A&M has been mediocre for the last five or six years, that, that Baylor's been good and TCU has been good, um, but, but both of them were off, obviously, this year. Is it? Is it impossible for a team uh, from Texas to dominate like it once did, or was this, was this just a cycle that we're going through? No, I, that's a good question, which is rare for you. Thank you. I, I, I just think, but it wasn't uh, a great question, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I just think when Texas started to slip, you know, A&M's recruiting was on the way up, as was Bader's and TCU's. Oklahoma State always coming in, LSU, even Alabama. Look at their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, as a Texan, and, and just leading them to probably another national championship of the true freshman. You look at Oklahoma, they have two Heisman finalists. One's from Lake Travis, just, you know, a long punt from Texas. The other one's from Cameron, Texas. He couldn't get it. And, and Baker Mayfield couldn't get a sniff from Texas. Uh, he could have gotten either one of them. D.D. Westbrook wasn't a five-star guy. So no. it, it, it comes down he, to now he was hurt in high school, too. But still. Yeah, but, it, but it comes down to evaluation. It's just not getting the five-star guys. Bill Snyder proves that to us year in and year out. So, But, you know, Texas has just kind of botched the quarterback position to the nth degree. I don't think you could have handled that lone position any worse. And you look at the quarterbacks that are – Playing in the college football playoff, Jalen Hurts had a great year. You look at Deshaun Watson, J.T. Barrett, another Texan that which tall boy should have gotten. Yeah. So. Right. All right, Kevin. Uh, you, but yeah, they can dominate again. They can. It shouldn't be that hard. I don't think. Kevin, you've you've discussed this before. Now, is your theory that A and M going to the SEC has opened up Texas much more to the to the SEC? Well, sure, no question. Or about that. That the rise of Baylor and TCU have made it more competitive, or is it a combination? Of the it's two? all those things. All, all those things that are, are factoring into to, to make it difficult for Texas. Uh, Oklahoma was always a factor. All, always a factor. But 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 listen, I don't think this is a, a recent thing. I think if you look at the history of the polls and you see in Texas just what Kirk was alluding to a while ago, when one is up, it's very difficult for all of them to be up. You know, or, or three of them to be up. In the history of the of the AP poll, I believe there's only been about five or six times that you've had more uh, two or more teams from Texas, including Oklahoma, to finish in the top ten. But do the so, teams from Texas need to do a better job outside of Texas? You mean recruiting? Yeah. I, I think they probably do, and I think they are doing that. Now, you saw last year, and I don't know what Oklahoma's doing this year, but last year Oklahoma only signed three guys, three guys from Texas. That is unbelievable that Oklahoma would only sign three. 
And I think it, I think it, if you talk about – we look at Oklahoma and we ask, okay, they didn't make the, the, the playoff. They were very good. Those, those four offensive guys were as good uh, a foursome of, any, of anybody in the country. But on defense, they weren't very good. And one of the reasons they're not very good on defense, they don't have the playmakers like they used to get. And I think that's and, – and, and that's just – and I'm sure that's being studied a lot in Oklahoma, and I'm sure Barry Trammell's been writing about that quite a bit. But it is amazing to me that Bob Stoops continues to win, and they're putting themselves in position, and yet their recruiting's not going that great. It has kind of been, it has been flat now for several years. He has not had a great recruiting season. And why is that? So, and, then, and then I also want to ask Kirk about this because he brings up Jalen Hurts. I, I want to get Kirk's, Kirk's thought, though. Does, does Texas need to do a better job? Do Texas and A&M, do they need to do a better job of going to the surrounding states and getting players, or have they relied too much on the in-state talent in Texas to build a dominant program, and is everybody cannibalizing one another? Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that, Evan. You know, Texas got Ricky Williams out of San Diego. Exactly. You know, I think you look at – but that's where you have to go. You don't. You don't need to go to the surrounding. No, states. no, you can't go maybe to the surrounding. Louisiana, maybe Louisiana for but, sure. But not but Arkansas. Not Oklahoma. It's hard to get anybody. New Mexico. You need no, no. To get, I'm, I'm saying Nash. I'm talking nationally. Yes, right. National yes, recruits right. is what you need. That's correct. But and it, and it just seems like the defensive linemen that dominated in the SEC all come from the South. So that's correct. You know, you can and you look at, but not that they don't play here. Look at Ed Oliver at Houston. Right. That guy is as good as I've seen in a while. I think he and Miles Garrett's another one. He didn't have a great year. He's hurt with his ankle. But, you know, those kids are in Texas, too. But you, you mentioned Oklahoma, Kevin, and I think, yeah, you're right. Their recruiting has fallen off. But, again, like I mentioned earlier, Baker Mayfield, a walk-on twice removed from high school here in Lake Travis. D. Westbrook from Cameron. Samaji P. Run, who I think is a great running back, he gets hurt a lot, but he's he's tough and he's physical right here in Pflugerville. So, you know, a lot of it comes down to evaluation. And I think cherry picking is good if you want to be great, like in Alabama or Ohio State. Hey, we settle for good here in Texas where a bowl game has become a dream. Well, Kirk, let me, let me ask you about five-star, four-star, three-stars. When Texas gets in on a kid and signs him, does that elevate him, or if if, if 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 these people who assign stars, when they know Texas is in on a kid, they think, oh, my God, Texas is in on it. Kid must be better than we think. Let's raise his the number of stars we give him. And then, then – I, I think that happens very – I really do. Yeah, I, I do. do. I, I do, too, and I think that's that's a problem. Um, I think it's a problem. The other, thing, the other thing, you know, you look at Malik Jefferson out of Dallas, you know, Mesquite. you know that kind of elevated Texas recruiting and probably helped them get some other players. But then you look at the expectations. Mike Jefferson had a down year. He wasn't even the leading tacker. He's not making any All Big Twelve teams. This is a sophomore already. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I have to say when I, I when you watch Malik Jefferson play, and I, of course I didn't see him play at all in high school, and I see him play in college. You know, physically he's not an imposing guy at all, and I, it's amazing to me that. Uh, that he had the reputation that he had, and maybe that you know because he did a great job in high school. You're down on him. No, no, I, I think he's okay. He just he's not you know he's not a you know like Sergio Kendall was when he came out of high school in Dallas, Woodrow Wilson, big rangy guy. You know he was he had a very physically imposing player. That, that's not that's not Malik Jefferson at all. But I, I want to to steer this over to what we were just talking about with uh, with a, when we said A and M. 
Uh, and about this was kind of flown under the radar a little bit, but I think this is a big deal when Jarrett Stidham announced that he is going to go to Auburn instead of Texas A&M. Now here, here's a program at, at Texas A&M where you, you you're running a you know you you had the Heisman Trophy quarterback and you got a guy who's in charge of that program who's an offensive guy and and now where are the quarterbacks and now when you have a, a Jarrett Stidham they could not miss to me on that they had to get Jarrett Stidham to come in and play quarterback next year because they don't have a, a real they've got Hubenak is coming back next year but he's just okay I think that Stidham would have had a chance to come in and, and play right away. And he, it came down to A and M and Auburn, and he goes to Auburn. But but Auburn's got Auburn's got the background quarterback, the Cam Newton background there. They've got well, sure, sure they've got a Heisman. But this is the kid who signed with Baylor, right? You know, he was going to go to Tech, and then he's going then he's going to go to Baylor, and now he's going to go to Auburn. He's not going to go to A and M. What does that What does that tell us about Kevin Sumlin and his offense and what's going on there? It's to you, Chris. Well, it, it it seems pretty chaotic to tell you the truth because. You know, we were just talking about five stars, and they had two of them. And right. both of them leave in a month. You know, one Oklahoma, one to Houston. And, you know, that may be the answer for Major Applewhite at Houston to keep that program's momentum sustained. But it just looks like a chaotic situation at A&M. Uh, you know, the defense still hasn't gotten fixed. Everybody and their grandmother could run on that defense. So, you know... Auburn looks more stable than A&M, I'll put it that way. I mean, you know, you look at A&M, they collapse every November, every late in the season. So what does that say? So I don't blame Jared Stidham for not going to A&M because he, he's still playing in the in the best conference in the in the country. And, and obviously he sees a place that he can go in and start right away in Auburn. So do you, do you think that Kevin, if he has another year where he wins eight games, do you think that Kevin survives that? Well, I, I mean, I think Kevin goes. I think Kevin Sumlin goes now with 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 the Charlie situation settled, and with the Baylor situation settled. I think I think Kevin Sumlin goes in with perhaps the hottest seat in college football, not just in the state of Texas, but maybe nationally. Um, I, I, eight wins again. I don't know that it's going to cut it. There is some special dip, dispensation for playing in the same division as Alabama, but I don't know that. That eight wins is going to cut it. I got one question. I want to interject here for you, for you guys, before we get back into that. Did someone inherit Manziel? Was Manziel already yeah. signed? Yes, yes. So he didn't recruit yeah. Johnny. No, no, he did not. He did okay. not recruit him. He did not recruit Case Keenum, the two best quarterbacks he ever had, right. uh, and he won a lot of games. And without those guys, uh, I had this number up a couple of weeks ago, but I think uh, that his number was he was like fifty nine and ten with Case Keenum and Johnny Manziel. And with uh, his uh, all his other quarterbacks, he was twenty nine and twenty one. You did so, research? I did. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was Mike Irvin and Tom Rothley. Now that we have an, ex, an expert on, I have a question. A and M's defense—they went out and they got what was supposed to be the a defensive guru, right, John Chavis? Don't look yeah. at me; I'm not an expert. No, well, I know, yeah. but I'm, I'm look—I'm looking at you, and I'm. I, what happened? Why could he's come in and? I've seen no improvement in the in the defense. Defense. It's a little bit better. It's better than it was. But it's but you're right. It's not good. Well, what they'll tell he, you, he's supposed to be a guru. What they'll he's tell the you is paid that assistant in the oh, we lost. You know, because Garrett, as Kirk said earlier, he had that high ankle sprain, and he was never the same after that. Uh, and so he wasn't that. And then when when you took when he became a guy that you didn't have to double team, then Deshaun Hall was getting double teamed. Right. So now now their pass rush disappeared. And it, it, but that was the problem, as is, is, is anybody will tell you, in the SEC, 
the, the thing about that makes them so much better than everybody else is that the, of the depth of their rosters, okay. of the depth of the quality of their rosters. When, when I said I, we had an expert, I wanted to ask the expert. Kirk, can I get your response to that, please? Yeah, that's been surprising to me as well. With They don't have great linebackers. They don't have great cornerbacks. And uh, as, uh, as Kevin said, Miles Garrett hurt that ankle. A lot of that, that game against Arkansas he was never really right the rest of the year. And, and death is the biggest key. You look at Alabama. You know, I didn't have Alabama as my preseason number one because you look at what they've lost, you know. They lose the Heisman guy in Derrick Henry. They lose their quarterback. They lose, you know, All-Americans all over the place. And now you look at their team and Reuben Foster, linebacker, Jonathan Allen up front. You know, Eddie Jackson, their All-American safety goes down. And Minka Fitzpatrick moves over for cornerback. You know, and he's playing at an all-American level. Depth is the biggest key because they can withstand injuries like nobody else. And I don't think John Chavis has all the parts. I think he is a defensive guru at Tennessee and LSU, and I expected more out of him. But I don't know. If they fix that defense, they're not going to be very good at the SEC. You have to wonder a little bit how you know how that is when you got an offensive guy as your head coach. Uh, right. It's the same problem they have at Texas Tech. Are you given enough time? Are you given enough uh, emphasis to to the defensive side of the ball? You know, when when Gary Patterson needed help on offense, he's a defensive guy. They brought in uh, you know Sonny Cumbie and Doug Meacham, and they've done a great job with that with that offense. And and so they were able to to twin that up. I'm not sure they can do that uh, at A and M. And I and I want to. And this was another point I wanted to bring up about Jalen Hurts. It was another case when we're talking about the evaluation process at Texas, which you've had at A&M. Jalen Hurts was there at Channel View, right under A&M's noses, and Kevin Sumlin has a personal relationship. He's a fr- he's friends with Jalen's dad, and they and they still didn't get him. And and it, you know, and one of the things that he had done right before he signed, uh, he went he, he Kevin went in at the last second to try to get Hurts. Now listen, I'm not saying that you're, a, you know, you, you lose to Alabama on recruiting. That's not like you're losing to, you know, to San Jose State. Uh, but still, uh, the fact that you can't, you can't uh, manipulate that relationship with the father and to be able to sign this guy who was not, Jalen Hurts was not a huge recruit. But at this point in time now, I mean, it, it, someone has got to have something of a reputation as a death on quarterbacks type coach. Uh, I agree. Well, I, I think there's some truth to that, although I will say this about Kyler Murray. Uh, I, I talked to people before the draft, or before the draft, before he signed, well, Babel Offenberg, one of them. Well, he's very small. He's, well, he's tiny Yeah, yeah, for a quarterback. The, the one time that I saw him play in person, that was the one, and, and this is going back to high school, I thought, look, he's an incredible athlete, but, boy, he's small. Yes, and and, and Babe said when he watched him throw, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see right. what it is. What it is that people like about this guy? He's not a good passing quarterback. Right. I, I I don't think that. But if that's the case, why did why did Kevin go all out? Because on him? I'll tell you why. Because we talked about this. I think because he had five stars attached. We to him. had five stars attached to him. And what if? What if he's the one five foot nine inch, five foot ten inch quarterback? And you, it's almost incumbent upon a coach to go out and recruit that kid. When, when I told you that, that this, this coach. I said had, that. The, I said no. I told I you. Said you I t- said you. We coach, talked about it. A coach told me that, and you poo-pooed that whole thing. And now it's all okay. It's, all okay. it's all viable. Oh, it's kind of like when you when you and, took Evan's but, first question. No, the but, but the, the other question, I mean. The, the, other, the deal is, is that, that you, you're worried that what if he does make it? Right. If I don't, and if I don't take this guy, 
he's a five star and he goes someplace else, I'm screwed. But you know, you know how dangerous that is to be worrying about. It is. Uh, you, you and, and the second part is they invested in Kenny Hill. They invested in Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, they invested in Kyle Allen. And I don't know what the what the Pat Mahomes situation was, but Pat Mahomes ends up out in West Texas, well, and he's I, the best of the bunch. Well, he now, now I don't know uh, Pat Mahomes. I don't know if he wanted to go any. I think he wanted to go to Texas Tech because they throw the ball, right? You know, so and and it and that from that standpoint, it worked out. Right. I'll say this about the the, the five star quarterback deal: Kenny Hill had exactly been great. Right. No, he hasn't. No, and he's had two places, and it hadn't worked out either place, really. Right. So, uh, Barry is – what is Barry doing? circling, circling. We're, 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 you know, Kirk, I'm sorry. We're on a very tight schedule this morning. Oh, and I know. I, and I want Evan – no, seriously. And I, I need Evan to, to – uh, if he's going to be in control, he needs to be in control. One, one last – before we – because Kirk's on vacation anyway. We certainly appreciate you coming in and doing this. We vacation. do have one last You're topic to get with you, Kirk. We want to ask you I about – about your Heisman vote. How did you vote for the Heisman? Oh, that wasn't the topic. Well, that I was a good to one, though. I want to talk to that. Okay, I want to throw in one thing on y'all's subject. I think when you have a great player, even undersized, like a Johnny Manziel, you're always looking for the next one. And I think Murray, they were worried that he could be the next Johnny Manziel, just like Mac Brown thought Tyrone Swoops might be the next Vince Young. Yeah, that's always yeah. a dangerous thing. I don't think you should right. think that way. Very, very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Right. As far as the Heisman, I voted for Baker Mayfield. Then the reason I did because he won nine in a row. He uh, set an FBS record for uh, accuracy and uh, passing efficiency. And Lamar Jackson tailed off so bad. I was at the Houston game when he got sacked eleven times and completed forty-six percent of his passes. And then he had three turnovers against Kentucky and lost those last two games. But were you the one? Who, were you the one who asked Bobby Petrino the question that got him out of the press conference so early? No, I was not there. I was not there. Oh, no, but so I'd I like to ask Kevin. I'd like to ask Kevin Sherrington what he thinks That's about what that. I Kevin, what do you think about the Baker Mayfield vote? Voting him t- number one. Uh, I don't like that vote. And you know why I don't like that, Kirk? Because just right. just for what you said about Lamar Jackson, you can go back and we can look at the quotes of what Bob Stoops said when uh, Oklahoma lost to Houston and Ohio State. And basically, right. he laid that at the feet of Baker Mayfield. He said that Baker and, tried to do too right. much, and that's and that's what kept them out of the playoff, those two losses. Did you have a vote? I'd rather, yes. I'd rather Who did have you vote a for? quarterback who looked good in the last two games than the first two, though. But I, 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 I agree with that. Listen, I didn't vote for Lamar Jackson either. I, uh, not my first place vote. I voted for Deshaun Watson. And I, and I didn't feel great about that vote, frankly. I thought these guys were all very close. Uh, certainly Lamar Jackson's numbers were spectacular. Uh, and, right. and, and I, I think it's some of that, a little bit of that is the quality of the competition, but you can say the same thing. In some ways, about Clemson, they they kind of do the same thing. I tell you, the guy who uh, who was my you, third, you pl- you love Deshaun Watson though. You I've always liked Deshaun. You have Watson. a he's a great he's a great player. You have an orange crush on well, Deshaun he's, Watson. He's oh, very he's a very nice player. Here's the thing. Now I want to know, Kirk, because usually you home it up a little bit on your vote. Oh my God! No, <laughs> actually he doesn't. He got in trouble because he voted for Reggie Bush over uh, Vince Young. Thanks that, for bringing that up. Yeah, no kidding. They they've never gotten over that down there. But and, and, and what was the quote from uh, uh, Colt McCoy when you didn't vote for him? Oh, he said uh, at the award show in Orlando, tell Kirk Bowles thanks for the vote, and you can quote me. <laughs> so, however, let me say this. I voted for him in 2008 over Sam Bradford when he completed 70% of his passes and was Texas' leading rusher that year. But 
I just don't feel like it's my mandate to vote for a Longhorn every I year. like that. But now I would have voted for one. I tell you, my third place vote was Dante Foreman. And I get, I get, was he? All right, well, he should have been because yeah. what, what he did on a losing team uh, was phenomenal yeah. to me, especially when you knew this guy's going to carry the ball. And he is, and he's gonna he's gonna get it a lot, and and for him to do what he did this year for Texas, I thought fumble the ball up against Kansas. Well, he did have some fumbles that were bad, but but he did yeah, not he cost did. his team any loss. Uh, well, yeah, that Kansas, Kansas game, game might might Kansas, have been Kansas. I'm not blaming him for the Kansas. Oh, all right, uh, Kirk. In in 30 seconds or less, you surprised that Charlie Strong ended up at South Florida or not? I am not because Florida is his backyard where he excelled at defensive coordinator at Florida Gators and the other thing is he's a football junkie he couldn't he wouldn't know what to do with himself if he sat out a whole football season so I think it's pretty much the perfect marriage for Charlie Strong I think he's successful there that's a great fit there yeah I think so too I do and I think he'll do well you know Willie Taggart is a terrific coach I mean they're 10 and 2 the Bulls were this year and uh you know, that program is on the rise. It may be a conference like the Big 12. I'll look at them. Oh, right. sorry. I should have brought that up. Oh, yeah, that, that's that. all right, Kirk. That, that's that all right. That would be I, delicious for Charlie Strong to come in with a team to the Big 12. They they play, and, and, they play Texas in, is that 2020, Kirk? Is that when they play? Right. There? South right. Florida and Texas play. That'll be good. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, I want to thank Kirk Bowles. Um, for coming in on his for, vacation. For coming in and answering the phone. I also want to point this out. I believe that as we say goodbye to Kirk, I believe that once again, Kirk Bowles and Kevin Sherrington are dueling for the Texas Sports Writer of the Year Award. <laughs> I don't know that we're dueling. I believe you guys are the finalists again. Yeah. Um, I voted for Kevin to make it unanimous. I voted. I voted. Oh yeah, that was that was sweet. And Kevin voted that. for Kevin. And, and I voted for Kirk. Let's let's face facts, Kirk. Kevin. Second place is not a bad place to be. You know, you know what second place is? First loser. First loser. There you go. Well, Kirk's older than me, and I've, I've always I have. He's a lot older than me, actually. And I've always, and you can't say that about a lot. My of betters, people. I have you really always can. been very deferential to my betters and my elders. I do have more hair than he does. And and this is why Barely. I've always been deferential to Kevin because I'm very deferential to my betters. Betters, yeah. Uh, Kirk, thank you again for for having us. Uh, do you have a who who wins the college football playoff? Oh, Alabama! And they should be play Alabama's second team for the championship. Yeah, they're head and shoulders better than everybody. There you go. All right, we're going to yeah. let you run, Barry. I can't tell you just how je- how wildly Barry is gesticulating right now. There, it, it's like he's Evan, we've got, to, Evan we've got to keep the trains running on time. I thought he wasn't supposed to be gesticulating in public anymore. Uh, he could go <laughs> blind from that. Yeah. All right, Kirk, take care. Happy holidays to you, and uh, we'll you see you down guys. the road soon. Bye, Kirk. Bye. Be well. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Right, thanks, Kirk. You know what? Kirk Bowles is is my favorite sports writer, and not because of, of his writing. He's just my favorite. Because Doug, take us out. Wow. Very good at the end nice of that. Listening. To our college ballsy podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.